Welcome to the Steady Hand Podcast. I'm Scott Ronalds, joined with Tom Bradley. In today's session, we're going to discuss the fourth quarter of 2008, as well as the year in general, as we walk you through our quarterly report, which clients received last week and which will be posted to the website today. On that note, Tom, I'll pass it over to you. Scott, we don't want to overplay this, but 2008 was an awful year from an investment point of view. The equity markets uh, halved, basically, if you look globally, from their highs in 07. And maybe even worse was the credit markets, uh, corporate bonds, bank loans, other types of debt instruments. Uh, that market was trading as if we were going into a depression or already in one. So it was very extreme in all respects, and it led to poor returns. And we're going to talk about the returns of our funds in just a moment. The flip side of that, obviously, those kind of years, is that it creates tremendous opportunity. And um, we're not trying to be Pollyanna about this, but we do think that investors have a terrific time to, uh, to do some investing, and we'll talk about that as we go forward. So let me lead off by first starting out with our income fund. This fund is our most conservative long-term fund. It's a, a mixture of bonds primarily, but also some income equities. And it had a tough year. It was down 8.9% for 2008. And while that, that isn't out of line with funds of this type, in fact, it did pretty well relative to some other funds, it didn't provide the base, the solid base, that we wanted it to for our clients. The reason for that, first of all, it has a lot of corporate bonds, and that was a, a not a place to be. Uh, with the market being so risk-averse, uh, everybody was fleeing towards government bonds, and so government bond yields came down and really today provide very little attraction, very, very low yields from here. But uh, that money going to government bonds was coming out of corporate bonds, and so you had uh, interest rates uh, or yields going up, and the spread between government and corporate bonds widening to unprecedented levels. Uh, bank bonds, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, now yield about 4% more than government bonds of similar terms. So that, despite the fact that banks have raised capital, they've taken some of their hits and recognized what their balance sheet looks like. They're up, upgrading the quality of their loans and uh, growing their business. We've all seen them take uh, ac do acquisitions or other things. So we think our Canadian banks are in pretty good shape, and yet you can get an extra 4% from those bonds over government bonds. Part of that widespread between government and corporate bonds is not only that corporates are very cheap, because they are, but also government bonds are very expensive, and I think all of us as investors have to be very careful going forward if we're buying government bonds at such low yields. We could have, some people call it a bubble, but we could have some pretty subdued returns from government bonds for a number of years to come. The other thing that impacted the fund was the fact that we do have some equity exposure in the form of income trusts, REITs, and dividend-paying common stocks, and they tr behave just like the equity markets some of them better, some of them worse, but overall they got caught up in the downturn of the equity market. Now as we go forward, we watch our manager, Connor Clark and Lund. We like what they're doing, and they're doing exactly what they said they would do when we hired them. That is, they're looking, they're almost like income-seeking missiles. They're going for the best part of the market where they think they can generate income for our clients. So they have been actually upgrading the equity exposure in the fund. It's now up to about 30%. And uh, doing that with some dividend-paying stocks, banks, utilities primarily, really high-yielding, very attractive businesses. So we really think this fund, as much as it's struggled through 08, um, is set up to really provide some very nice returns and, and bounce back 
when we get just a little bit of stability in the markets. We don't have to have a roaring equity market for this fund to deliver very good returns for 09. Thanks, Tom. Uh, the corporate market was certainly pretty ugly in the bond world, but uh, even uglier were the equity markets. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the equity fund now, but it was a discomforting year, to say the least. The TSX lost a third of its value, down 33% on the year, and 23% in the fourth quarter alone. The S&P 500 was down 37% in uh, U.S. dollars and 22% in the quarter. Those numbers weren't nearly as bad when converted into Canadian dollars. The U.S. index was only down 21% on the year due to uh, a big depreciation in the loonie, which dropped 20% against the U.S. dollar in the year. So with that out of the way, the equity fund uh, was down 27% in 08 and 16% in the fourth quarter. Uh, so while these numbers are better than the index, they're certainly nothing to write home about. The big story in the quarter, and, and throughout the year really, was deleveraging and indiscriminate selling, as many investors had no choice but to dump stocks. Commodity and financial stocks were hit the hardest in Canada. This hurt the fund, as some of its larger holdings in names like Canadian Oil Sands Trust, Suncor, TD Bank, and Manulife were beaten up badly. And it'll sound repetitive, but CGOV's focus is on cash flow and balance sheets. They like companies that generate a lot of cash, have a steady customer base, a clean balance sheet, and a strong brand. They're convinced that a number of the businesses they invest in will only get stronger as weaker companies fall by the wayside in hard economic times. Now, they didn't make a lot of changes over the year, but they did recently gear up the offense by adding some higher growth stocks that are trading at really enticing valuations. These are names like Research in Motion and Nintendo. Now, Gordon Roy, uh, the two over at CGOV who are largely in charge of running the fund, have it close to being fully invested. It's running at about 6% cash at year-end, as they like the opportunities they're seeing. In Gord's words, you got to be optimistic from these levels. He recently mentioned that he's never seen valuations this low on some of their key holdings, which certainly bodes well for the fund going forward. Scott, the global fund was down a little bit less in the fourth quarter, 8.6%. It was really the star of the show, believe it or not, with that return. And for the year, was down 25.8%. And this is a fund that really lagged our others in the first part of the year, but made some, played some catch-up, I guess, in the second half, mostly because of the, the weakening loonie, as Scott referred to. Um, but it did uh, gain against its peers and against the index as well. I think the most noteworthy thing about this fund as we look at it today is that it's making a shift, and I use Scott's words, uh, from defense to offense. It's been pretty defensively positioned, large positions in telecommunication stocks, healthcare primarily, those two big sectors. Still big sectors, but they brought them down and they're moving into stocks like China Mobile, Samsung, Badu.com, the, the Google of China, uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, and UBS, the, the Swiss bank all of which would represent uh, much better recovery and growth stories if we find the bottom in the market and start to move back up. Today the fund now has 21% in information technology, speaking of offense. Uh, telecom is still quite large at 19% of the fund. Healthcare is down to 14.5%. Those would be the big sectors as long with financials at 14 and as we mentioned in the report, financials is uh, still a substantial part of the portfolio and should be. It's a higher risk area for sure, but it's also by far got the best uh, return opportunities and uh, we're going to hang in there with some financials. 
As far as geographically goes, the fund is just over half in Europe and the UK. The US represents about 25%, and then Japan and the rest of Asia, the last 20%. So as I said, uh, much the same as the equity fund, the global fund has gone from defense. Remember, it had cash of 18% at the end of June when we were doing our podcast then, to offense. It now has its cash down to 5%, and also the types of stock it's, stocks it owns have shifted as well. Well, as we mentioned, the Canadian and global markets had a terrible year, but to be frank, the small cap market really sucked. The Nesbitt Burns small cap index lost 47% in 08 and was down 28% in the fourth quarter. Small cap fund turned in much better numbers, falling 30% on the year and 15% in the quarter, but still dropped considerably, obviously, with those numbers. In the manager's words, it's all about the balance sheet. Will wants to make sure that all the companies he invests in have enough cash on hand to survive an economic downturn and come out strong on the other side of this. We highlight Genom and, and Evert's technologies in the quarterly report, which are two companies that have a lot of cash and no debt on their balance sheet. Will's comfortable sticking with and adding to these stocks as they continue to be overlooked by the market. He did add to a number of the fund's holdings in the quarter, but didn't introduce any new names to the fund other than repurchasing Hanfeng Evergreen, which is a provider of specialty fertilizers in China, and it's a stock that he's owned in the past and, and has made a lot of money in in the past. The stock dropped from $15 at the beginning of the year to $4 in the fourth quarter, and Will believes it once again represents great value. One area that the fund's been light on is energy. With oil dropping from $145 a barrel in the summer to $40 in December, the price of the commodity once again looks to be out of line. Witherich has a lot of experience in the oil patch, and he's heading out west this month to dig around. Depending on what he turns up, energy's role in the portfolio could be increased in coming quarters. Scott, just to sum up, the miserable year of 08 clearly creates some opportunities for 09 and beyond. And we're not trying to be too cavalier about what happened in 08, but we really want to encourage clients to look forward as opposed to backwards because uh, we expect returns are going to be higher over the next three years than people had previously expected. We very well could get double-digit equity returns when we do a podcast three years from now. Why do I say that? Three reasons. One, valuation. Stocks are cheap, and as are corporate bonds, maybe even more so in the, in the bond area. Second, sentiment is very, very positive. Positive in the sense that everybody is extremely bearish. You can't talk to anybody on the street or at a party that isn't doom and gloom. That is very good for the capital markets. And finally, capital flows we think are going to shift in our favor sometime in 09, as opposed to being a headwind in 08. What we mean by that is there's a lot of money coming out of the system as people deleveraged, but there's now is a big mound of cash on the sidelines that has to go in sometime in 09. We think that'll be a great fuel for the markets. So where do we go from here? We recommend that our clients go back and look at their statement maybe from the middle of 07, see where they were positioned strategically at that point, and we'd encourage you to, to very seriously consider getting your equity weighting back to where it was before this decline started. You don't want to go back up the other side of the valley with less than you went down with. And unless there's some very specific reasons to your life situation, uh, that's really where we're trying to point our clients. Use the weakness we have in the market to do some good buying. And when the recovery comes, 
and we think some of it will come in 08-09, sorry, uh, your position to do that. Thanks for listening to this quarterly podcast. We'll be back next quarter with our usual review. In the meantime, we'll be doing other podcasts throughout the quarter on different topics.